guys. Welcome to Monday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Eddie's wearing sunglasses. Damn right. Okay. Oh, my gosh. You're not <laughs> now Eric he Church. talks differently. What? Yeah. But no, guys, you want to know the real problem? I can't see this computer screen. Like, I don't but know. your job is to edit videos. Mm-hmm. But dang, dude, I look cool. You don't. Those look like grandma sunglasses Excuse anyway. Excuse me? I found them at the beach. They're Ray-Bans. I found them floating in the water, guys. These are real Ray-Bans. Okay, so Eddie, our video producer, has asked if he can wear sunglasses in the studio. Right. Because you like the look of it. You yeah. saw Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz, and then I thought Bono's really cool. Howard Stern wears sunglasses in his studio. I think we need someone in our crew to look cool. I feel like I'm the dude. Those are not cool sunglasses. They're not? Not really. Should I get new ones? Maybe. I wear them today. Okay. We're going to give you all week to wear sunglasses, and we're going to vote if it really lifts then the room or not. I'll go straight to Sunglass Hut and get some new ones then okay. after the show today. I was thinking about you, though, over the weekend. There's a story. Christmas lights have come back in this neighborhood because everybody's now standing up for someone that kept her Christmas lights up. Yes. Because she was getting shamed on Facebook, and mm-hmm. people were like, hey, turn your lights off. So other neighbors started to put their lights back up. Yeah. And this just feels like your Santa Claus. Yes. Guys, we have a problem with that, too. Oh, we do? An update? Yeah, so... so <laughs> I can't look at him when he talks. Oh, I can see you perfectly. <laughs> so, so when we talked about this last week, uh, we talked about Santa and my neighbors liking it and stuff, and then somebody in social media commented and said, I've seen it in person, it's really cool, and it freaked my wife out. Like, that comment freaked my wife out. She's like, oh my gosh, that means somebody knows where we live and somebody sees our Santa. I'm like, it's okay. They're not saying anything. It's fine. So she's really worried. She's like, I really think we should take it down. So I'm fighting it on my end saying, no, 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 we need to keep this thing up because it's $200. And she's like, it's just $200. We got to, like, take it down. She doesn't want a lot of people coming to our house now driving by looking at Santa. Can I ask you this? What did you think was going to happen when you say there's a 12-foot Santa in your house and you're the only house with a 12-foot Santa out? I thought about this, but there's hope because people, other people have posted Santas and snowman inflatables and they, in their neighborhoods in other parts of the country. So I'm like, dude, I'm not the only one doing this, so that's cool. Problem is, this person was like, oh, I've seen Eddie's. Who is this person? I Don't would know assume who it is. they knew where you lived before. That's what I thought, too. Yeah, right? and they yes. watch you outside. Oh yeah, my and, they, and they look in your windows. <laughs> See? It's fine. <laughs> See, don't say stuff like that. That's what freaks her out. I just would assume they already knew where you lived, and then they're just following along. But if someone knows that, though, should they say that on social media just to freak people out? Like, I've seen it in person. They were sticking up for you. Yeah, they didn't they say were, your address. They were sticking up for you. <laughs> it's definitely weird, but I'm, ke- I'm fighting to keep it up. I want the $200, so I don't care. At the... At sundown, March 1st, Eddie will get yeah! $200. Yeah, I mean, that's not bad. Have you only got said, a few more weeks to No, worry. you never said it was I've that much said money. The amount. You did once, and I was like, we weren't saying the money. <laughs> and then you said it, and then the cat was out of the bag. <laughs> yeah, so now it's fair game. $200. Give it to me. It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Let's go. All good news, all the time. Hit it. Number five. Remember the story last week about a high school principal in South Carolina. He was working a second job, and he was giving the money from that job to his students to help them out. Henry Darby works the shelves at Walmart three nights a week just to help families who are struggling. Now, since that story came out, a GoFundMe page was started. It has raised over $169,000. Nice. And Walmart donated another fifty grand to his school. Here is Henry explaining why he started doing it. I was taught if your hands find something to do, do it. So I came to myself and said, perhaps I need to find another job in terms of part-time. My very first night 
Someone yelled out, hey, Mr. Garvey, you work for Walmart. Aren't you the principal? And it blew me out the water. <laughs> so. This might be my favorite story we've ever done on yeah, this countdown. It's pretty cool. Love it. it. And it's just another update from last week. That is crazy. Number four. A couple in Tampa who run a mobile pizza kitchen almost had to shut down after someone stole their pizza truck. But their customers then raised $11,000 online and they yeah. bought a new one. That's what I'm talking about. Number three. Here's a toddler asking his sad friend if he's okay and then giving him a nice big hug. You okay? Yeah. Need hug? Need hug. There you go. <laughs> Number two. A Michigan woman known as Chef Jenna has been leaving $1,000 tips at restaurants. Here's a clip of her stuffing 10 $100 bills into a tip jar. And finally, number one. A Chick fil A employee in Wisconsin recently won a new car in a raffle and then gave it to a co worker who only had a bike and needed it more. Here's the co worker who was given the car talking about how it changed her life. I was biking here every morning. Now I can go grocery shopping. I can like go to work like five minutes before now instead of like two hours earlier just to get here on time. There's a million more opportunities and like possibilities for me now. Crazy, amazing. That's what this countdown is about. That was the Good News Countdown. Raymundo, who just got married, is now getting a suspicious ad on his Instagram. Ooh. Tell everybody what it is, Ray. Yeah, it wasn't even until after my wedding and marriage and all that. It's from divorce attorneys. Oh. And it's been multiple different agencies, and they even like have some catchy stuff that they put with it. Do you have that catchy stuff? Well, it, one of them goes... Life's short, get a divorce. FG law firm. Jeez. <laughs> Another one goes, tried everything to save it, comma, now save yourself. Smith law firm. Oh. <laughs> I'm dead serious. This is just popping up. And there's even another one. It goes, the rings are the OOs in this. And it goes, oops, divorce attorneys. Cun and cun. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh. And it's a picture of our rings, the female's ring and the guy ring. So I'm imagining that you put up those wedding pictures, and then that's in the search when they buy ads. Anyone that puts up wedding, and they just put it in your feed. I'm like, y'all, we are happily married right now. I get I did put some stuff up, so did my wife, but y'all don't need to attack us right now. We're like two months fresh. I mean, good gosh. Wait until at least a year or two. Wait, what, what? what did they put up? <laughs> yeah. What did they put up? Oh, no, no, no. They had it. drama on the honeymoon, guys. We don't want to go back In their Instagram story, they oh, had drama. We do not want to go back to that. Did we did? talk about that on the air? No, because I oh, had no, no idea. Guys. They went on their oh. honeymoon, and Bay gets online. Oh, no. They had both been drinking, obviously, you right? Sure? Ray? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it has been confirmed. <laughs> Ray had mentioned, Ray, what did you say? You, you had been drinking, and you said something about... Yeah, I was oh, her just, cancer was back. Yes, yeah, so, so no, no, I did not say it was back. It it seemed like it was from after I read the post. Uh, I was really just letting my anger out on cancer. What happened was Ray had been drinking. They were on their honeymoon, and he's like, "You know what? We're here. F cancer." And he's on and on about cancer. And I watched it. and I was like, "Does Bay have cancer again?" Yeah. So did everybody else. So yeah. then Ray passes out, and then Bay wakes up and is like. Ray is so stupid. I don't have can't. And she's oh. just going off on him. And, and I think crying. she said his heart's bigger than his brain at this time. He oh. shouldn't have posted what he did. <laughs> oh, man. Once I thought it through, then we pulled everything and we tried to, I mean, we messaged everybody back and said it. Sorry for the false alarm. She was crying. 
She was very, very upset. Yeah. Um, that's what drinking does, especially tons and tons of drinking under the sun in Aruba. And then like six hours later, they were happy on the beach again. Okay. So so that's what the divorce attorneys were yeah. going after. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ray, what's your advice to me? I'm not married yet. Even two months now, buddy. What's your advice? Uh, definitely do it. What? Okay. Do what? I mean, that's good advice. <laughs> there you have it. Okay. <laughs> um, and it, I've... People saying it sounds dumb, but it's going to bring you closer together. It's almost, it's not like that college feel relationship. It's like, <laughs> it's almost, it's a tighter bond. It's almost one of those bonds. They're like, dang, I can't break this. Wow. Other times you could break stuff off. With this, you can't. <laughs> Unless you hit up one of those three ads. Con and con. con. <laughs> Hey, Bones, remember, his heart is bigger than his brain. Yeah. <laughs> Did it feel different the next day? It really, it really did, as dumb as that sound, it, because for whatever reason, that's the start of something. Like, you think, oh, my grandparents, they were together for 75 years. It started on a day just like this day. So, yeah, it, it honestly, it really did feel weird and good and all that at the same time. What's been the hardest part about being newly married? Uh, the finances. Having to do the joint account. Uh, right now, it, she's totally controlling everything. I mean, I, I really don't gamble at all. I mean, because mm, I can't hard, have bud. some flower yeah, website. Sorry, wow. Tough. When we were do Bovada, it would come across as a weird charge on the card, and she would know now. So really, I can only have a restaurant charge or a grocery store charge, gas station charge, um, sporting goods charge. Yeah, so I you have be- to hide the fact that you were gambling. Well, I mean, I can't just have that charge. She would know that I was gambling, and she doesn't want me doing that. Do you, you don't do like Eddie's wife, and she gives him a limit? Yeah. Yeah, we'll do. I mean, we've done a hundred here a weekend, a hundred here, but I mean, it's almost the same limit as Eddie. Eddie's, I feel like, is way less than that. $30 a month. <laughs> yeah, way, way less. <laughs> All right, Ray, thanks for the advice, buddy. Bobby Bones Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Ashley McBride is releasing a six-song EP called Never Will, Live from a Distance. It will be out on May 28th. Here is the first song from it called The First Thing I Reach For. shared his idea of romance. My idea of romance obviously is doing romantic things every now and then, whether it's, you know, taking her on a surprise trip somewhere or cooking a nice dinner. But uh, I'm, a, I'm a big believer that everything starts in the morning. So if I can get up and unload the dishwasher or do these certain things, like she notices that kind of thing. And we usually just have a, a better day and a better night. Jason Aldean talked about his relationship with his wife, Brittany. I hate to sound like a Hallmark card here, but we truly are best friends. We do everything together. You know, she's on the road with me. I don't like being out there unless she out just makes it easier for us and so we're kind of inseparable which is great i like it that way it's cool when you can be married to somebody that you're best friends with and that makes it fun makes it the way it's supposed to be i'm morgan number two that's your skinny it's time for the good news with bobby tell me something good some employees at a gas station in idaho chipped in to help out their favorite customer bobby sutcliffe works at a chevron in boise loves his job He loves his co-workers. He loves his regular customers, especially Chris McDermott. He said Chris comes in, place lights up. Everybody loves seeing him. They've become close friends, and Chris has special needs that can make communicating difficult. But Sutcliffe says, hey, man, he loves him anyway. Chris rides his bike all over town, and he noticed, man, things starting to get worn out a little bit. So all the co-workers 
gathered up some money, bought him a brand new bike. Yeah. Here's Bobby talking about it. Got my fist bump and a smile, and to see him ride off safely, I just, it's rewarding. Isn't it awesome? That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. Uh, this story comes to us from Australia. A man was driving around with a license plate he had drawn in Sharpie, put the license plate number, and underneath it he put, not stolen, okay? Nice. And he pulled him over, and guess what? It was stolen. You know, I'd have, belie- <laughs> I'd have believed him except for the okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Sharpie, all right, dealer tag. <laughs> not stolen, eh, appreciate that heads up. Okay, not okay. <laughs> what an idiot. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Last week, we played the feud and did America's favorite pizza toppings. Well, I now see a story about America's favorite pizza chains. Ooh. Let's play the feud. Yeah. Oh, boy. There are seven answers on the board. These are the leading pizza chains in the United States by sales. We're going to start with Lunchbox this time. Lunchbox, name the leading pizza chains in the United States by sales alone. Pizza Hut. Show me Pizza Hut. (laughs) Correct. All right, next up, Domino's. Correct. Domino's is at number one. Pizza Hut is at number two. Hmm. What other ones are... Oh, Papa John's. Show me Papa John's. Okay. Dang. Now it gets tough. Little Caesars. Yeah. Those are the top four. Okay. Number five is going to be Papa Murphy's. I don't even know what Papa Murphy's <laughs> is. And, take and bake. Yeah, you yeah, take it home. Take and bake. It's big. But it may not be. I mean, that's I don't have any other yeah. ones. I never heard of Papa Murphy. Oh, it's good. You need to get out more, man. <laughs> like, I mean, they're everywhere. Like, you go, you pick it up, and you put it in your oven, and you cook it at your house. You do? Yeah. Yes. They Take, have a whole chain based on you go in and Absolutely. Yes. It's everywhere. Yeah, that's what my in-laws do every Saturday so night. So I'm going to guess it's not on the list. And it's that good. It's yes. that good. Huh. So you're going to say it's not on the list after you picked it. Would you like to bet, like last time? Would you like to bet now, Lunchbox, that it's not on the list? And Eddie, you bet that it is on the list? Uh, well, I don't think it's on the list. Oh, then you want to take the opposite of that? Yeah, it's on the list. <laughs> it's on the list. Come on, man. I say no. It's not on the list. Five bucks? Five dollars. Just because, man. You got to read him. Look at him, Lunch. I know. But he likes to see me lose money, but I'm taking Papa Murphy's. <laughs> he tried to give you Papa Murphy's, and you said no. Uh-huh. So that means he wasn't going one way or the other. Papa Murphy's is on there, guys. Take and bake it. Show me. Papa Murphy's. Yeah! Woo! All right, all right. I just Woo! want to see some skin in the game. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Why'd you do that to me? Lunchbox is rocking over there. All right, there are two left. America's favorite pizza chains. Man, I don't even know another pizza chain. Um, you could run the table. You could be the first ever in Bobby I, Food I know, history to I know, run the table. I know, but I'm trying to think of other chains that are out there that you eat at, and I just can't think of very many. So I don't even know this is national. I know there's one here. There's some down in Florida, down in Tallahassee. Give me Hungry Howie's. Huh. That's all I have. I don't know any other nationwide. Eddie? All right. I think I got him. Go ahead. CeCe's. Show me Susie's Pizza! Oh, I think that's only no. Texas. 
No, it's the one right by my house. Shoot. Oh. Okay. Oh, what? I'm debating. I have three. Oh. That I'm debating. Three? Yeah. These are no. the leading pizza chains in the United States by sales. We have Domino's at one, Pizza Hut at two, Little Caesars at three, Papa John's at four, Papa Murphy's at five. Amy, two left. Two left. I mean, I don't. I feel like one is so regional. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Don't pick that one. Okay. Then I'm going to go with, hmm, I'll just say it. I don't know. I have to go with my heart. Mr. Gaddy's. Show me Mr. Gaddy's. I got it. Dang it. Pie five. What? No. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, I've, I've seen, seen that. it. I don't know. I've seen it in different cities, so I don't know. Is that on there? One of these you will know for sure. One of these I never heard of. Okay. One of these for sure. We've all been. We've all been. Oh, I know it. I know it. Okay. I'm so dumb. Got it. What is Edit your turn. Chuck E. Cheese. Yep. Correct? Yeah! Okay, here we go. This is where we're in trouble. You, For you've best never heard of it. You're not pizza? Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because a lot of people go there, so they sell a lot of pizza. I guess so. It's sales. I yeah. know. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if this one's regional or not. What is it? Jets. Give me Jets oh, pizza. I have that on my list. We'll go around one more time. Okay, Amy. Mellow Mushroom. Oh, good one. Lunchbox? DiGiorno. <laughs> no, that's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. I'm going to go with... It didn't say I'm it had to be delivery. The grocery store. <laughs> the Red Baron. <laughs> Guys, he said pizza sales. Totino's. Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Eddie. Okay, here we go. This is it. You'll, this never, is it. you'll never go. This may be in uh, convenience stores, but I see signs all the time. Pizza Patron. What? Give me Pizza okay. Patron. Does anyone, do you want to bet it's on there? <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about, oh, I know what it is. What? Sabaro. What? That's the, oh, like the, Sobros? Oh, that's a good guess. Yeah. At it the mall. Really don't, yeah, it's it's the isn't. Mall. It isn't. Sobros? You're, both, you're both wrong. They are. You got the mine, jerk. Okay. Have you guys ever heard of Marco's Pizza? Yes, I've no. heard of Marco's, but that's I not have, We don't have it here. I, yeah, Interesting. There are two more outside of the seven that uh, made honorable mention. Uh, Round Table Pizza. Never heard Never of heard it. Never heard of it. And M.O.D. Pizza. Oh, Mod. Yeah, I've heard of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's like the healthy eating pizza. Well, Lunchbox wins this round of the Bobby wow. Field. Nice job. Look at that. All this pizza talk makes me want pizza, man. No. For sure. It's like watching Kids Bacon Championship. I just want <laughs> cupcakes and cookies all the time. We're going to play Who in the Room. There are four of us here. Me, Amy, Eddie, Lunchbox. I'll give you a question. Write down your answer. Who in the Room... Would be the last person on earth if it was us four. Uh, like live the longest? Mm-hmm. You can pick yourself too if you want. Oh, got it. Who in the room would be the last person on earth? You know, if it's like zombies or earth's ending or. Sure. Amy? Bobby. Lunchbox? Bobby. Eddie? Amy. Why Amy? Oh. She's just healthy and she's like, she's a woman. Women, women live longer. I have me too because I look forward to it. <laughs> I just feel like Bobby's the most prepared, and he'd be—he has things in line exactly. and in order, so he would get it done. Right, I would get to a point where I'd be like, "Okay, fine, just take me." <laughs> Here's zombie, up. bite this arm. Just let's just get this over I'm with. Tired. Yeah. Who in the room is most likely to start a fight and be the first one to flee the scene? So one person for both. Yeah, the same one. Yep. Who in the room would start a fight and then run away as soon as the fight kind of got started? Huh? Amy? Lunchbox. Lunchbox. Bobby. I'm going to go with me. 
I love seeing fights go, but I don't want to fight. So you'll start one and then run? Totally. Yeah. Well, I think that'd be cool. Me, I don't want to see a fight. Well, I feel like you would like, because you always talk about, oh, I feel want to feel like what it is to punch someone. So if someone did something real bad and you hit them, then like, uh-oh, they're going to hit me back and you'd, yeah, you'd I would run. No, but I've never been in that situation. Only once or twice have I felt like I needed to get ready and protect myself. I was in a gas station once and this guy got a little crazy and he was like pinning me in a corner. And I was like, all right, I've been training. Let's go. And I put my fists up, and then the guy yells at him, get out of here. And I, was, I literally thought I was about to happen. Wow, saved by the bell. Other times I've just r- been able to run. I got jumped. I got all this stuff happened to me because there was a spot to run to. Mm-hmm. But I was getting put in a corner. I can't Nobody puts you... Bobby in a corner. <laughs> Nobody. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Is that what the, no, that's baby, right? <laughs> that's baby. baby. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, who is most likely to give money to a homeless person and then decide, oh, that was too much and take it back? Oh. There's one person like that here. Everybody stay on the count of three. One, two, three. Lunch. Lunchbox. Lunchbox. <laughs> he picked himself. <laughs> like, Why? is that rude to ask for change? Like, if you have a five and be like, hey, man, you got four ones? <laughs> it's, yeah. I, mean, I don't know that it's rude. I think it's weird. Yeah, because you can afford it. If you can't, then do that, yes. but It's like making change in the offering plate at church, right? You like, don't do that. Well, if you if you have to, you're still giving money to church. So when the basket comes around, you put in your five. I'm and not take saying two I would away. do it, but if that's all, if you only have three dollars to spend and you only have five dollar bill, I've done yeah, it in a tip jar. I get that. I'm not gonna hate on anybody doing that. No, me neither. But, I don't think anyone's but, done that. But lunchbox. I had a bar. Like if there's a tip bar and I only have a five, I'll put. Shh, give me four back. Who's most likely? Who in the room is most likely to cry while watching a sad movie? Oh man, got that one. I mean, it's kind I'm gonna, of a tie. I'm gonna get, no, it's not. He's I'm gonna go with Amy because <laughs> emotionally she's going through a lot right now, and I feel like anything would set her off. Well, I was gonna say me. Oh, you are. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna think you can sometimes you're affected emotionally, yeah. but yeah, it's likely me. I have Amy because she's emotionally crazy. I'm gonna go. <laughs> oh wow! I'm gonna go with the most emotional person on this show. He cried at his wedding. He'll oh. cry at sad movies. I'll go lunchbox. Wow! Sure. Wow! He did cry at his yes, wedding. Yes, he did. <laughs> See, I don't like it when you guys lie. I mean, it's just a bad look on you guys because you still have no... I mean, of all the smartphones and cameras and everything, you didn't get one picture of me crying because it didn't happen. We were sitting way in the back. And we were watching it with our eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Who is uh, most likely to get drunk tonight? Who in the room? Oh. It's Monday night. Monday. Oh, Monday. <laughs> four of us. But who in the room is most likely? Longer. Okay, got it. <laughs> who do you have? Eddie. No. <laughs> <laughs> Monday night, take it easy. It's, Amy. I have Amy too. Yeah, I have Amy. Oh, it's yeah. easily Eddie. Yeah. Oh, it's two to two. Wow. It's easily Eddie. Why? I mean, he's so busy all the time. And he just, I mean, he talks about it. He just, that's one why beer I can't get drunk. You no, know, he says, I can't drink beer in front of the kids. So he has to pour it in cups. So he has one cup. I'm like, oh, I forget about it. I didn't have a beer yet. Get another cup. Boom. Next thing you know, sloshed. Well, ironically, I have a little foster parent mug that I gave me when we foster our kids. And that's what I drink my, my beer out of. Do you drink a beer at night? Uh, I drink a, a glass of wine at night. Well, and Amy likes wine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I Wait, say that. Wait, even on your Matthew McConaughey diet? Yeah, that's, read <laughs> that's the book. It. Read the book. He says, oh, drink he all said- the red wine you can. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was part of his plan, but... But Bobby, one glass is different than getting drunk. Yeah, I don't get hammered on a weeknight. Did you kidding me? But I just said who's most likely. I think it's Amy. <laughs> sure. She have a couple glasses of wine. <sighs> uh, one more. Who in the room is most likely to climb Mount Everest? Probably already has. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Um. Everybody in. I'm yeah. gonna say. 
I'm going to say me, and not because I want to, because I'll have some show, and they're like, we need you to climb Mount Everest or risk your life. And I'm like, I don't want to do that, but I end up doing it. That's what I would say. I'd have to pick me, and I have no interest in it. Amy? Yeah, i pick you, probably because of some show. Yeah. If Somehow, it was Kilimanjaro, i say me. What? What? Because that seems more doable. Mount Everest is crazy. Yeah, I would die for sure. Oh, is it crazy? I yes! Thought- Mount oh. Everest is the, the biggest. Have you watched? Oh, There's it? a movie called, I think, Everest or something. It, no, watch it. Barry Girls was the youngest to ever do it. Now people have beat that. But when he did it, he was the youngest one to... To go up, a- oh, Lunch, maybe, there's there's a book too. You'd probably like the book. Maybe better. I need to change that answer then. What would happen? Well, I put my name because for my honeymoon <laughs> we climbed Mount Olympus in Greece, like we climbed to the top, and so I just thought it was just like a mountain like that where you just walk up and you. Oh, it's not. Some no, people, no, no, no. some so, great climbers, can't die. get to the summit and yeah. people die. die. Okay, then I'll take yeah, I'll take me off that because I don't want to die. I'll go <laughs> so, with Bobby for Bobby. TV because I didn't realize it was such a tough mountain. Eddie, we'd probably all say no to it, but you would do it out of all of us. I'd be like, all right, fine. Anything for TV. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, all right, there you go. Who in the room? There it is. Thank you, everybody. Nice to play. Happy President's Day. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So, did you know McDonald's secretly sells full sheet cakes? I don't ever believe when they say people have secret menus because I've tried to order from these secret menus and they look at me like I'm stupid as crap. Well, someone on TikTok posted a video of a $9 cake that they bought from McDonald's in Nebraska, and now there's this big internet debate on whether or not you can get cakes everywhere or if this is a rare exception at this McDonald's. I bet that because I'll go to Starbucks they're like, let me get that Rumpelstiltskin uh, turbo charged. <laughs> and they're like, that's not a thing. I saw it on the internet. Well, yeah. Why don't we go to our in-house expert, Scuba Steve, who worked at McDonald's? You worked at McDonald's? Yeah, when I was Here we go. 16 to 17. I was back cash. But that was like 20 years ago, Amy. <laughs> did you guys sell sheet cakes? No, nowhere in Orlando region did we sell sheet cakes. That's okay. why I think this is false. But how cool if you could go there and get yourself... I bet it's good. Go today, Amy, and ask me. <laughs> I don't know that I know what a sheet cake is. It's either. a big, like, a sheet cake is like a, a long, skinny, thin Oh, it's a normal cake. cake. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just a cake. Oh, who calls yeah. it a sheet cake? <laughs> oh, you mean cake. You well, mean- <laughs> a lot of people. You know the best sheet cake out there ever? If you got to make a sheet cake, you better Google yourself Texas sheet cake, and it is the best thing <laughs> you have ever eaten. It just almost sounds like you're saying a bad word. You're saying that so much. <laughs> no, I'm saying sheet. I know. <laughs> I, I did. Um, uh, uh, I did commercials for a sheet company once, and part in the spots we would have to be like, "Oh, sheet." <laughs> no joke. Okay. All right. What else you got, Amy? Okay. So, the average person has five expired items stinking up their fridge right now. So I want to go over those so that way you can make sure if you open up your fridge, like, um, well, I mean, I don't have the list of the exact thing that are in your item, but you need to open up your fridge and see what you need to pull out. I'm probably about three or four in. Yeah, me too. Fruit gets old and and we forget to take it out sometimes. Mm -hmm. Leftovers are a big one. Mm -hmm. Like that's something people don't think of. And the smelliest offenders are things like broccoli, fish, and ding, 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 old fruit. Mm -hmm. The fruit gets us. And then we're like, can we wash it and still eat it? We don't. <laughs> we don't. All right, what else? Uh, I put together a list of the nicest country artists that have ever been in our studio. You put together a list. Oh, this yeah, is good. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see if you if you agree. Well, let me give you my answers. Okay. Garth, Keith yeah. Urban, Little Big Town. Ooh. Check, oh. check, check. Oh, what? You, okay, wait, where do they fall on your list? Like uh, Family Feud style. Okay. In it, uh, well, I didn't know that Garth. I ranked them per se, oh, but okay. Little it. Big Town is first. Okay. Uh, then Keith Urban. Then Garth Brooks. Okay, let me see who else. 
the nicest. Yeah, the nicest. But they also have to be a massive artist, I'm assuming, to make the list. Because yes. it's like the juxtaposition of massive yet still nice. Right, because we have a lot of nice people that come in here. Mm-hmm. But these are big time. Like, these people probably don't even have to be nice if mm-hmm. they didn't want to be, and you'd still let them come in. But they're nice. Hmm. Eddie, who would you put on this list? For uh, sure, there's Dolly. two icons. Yeah. Dolly yeah. and Reba? Yep. Yeah. Ding, ding. Yeah. There's a duo that you're missing. Oh. Dan and Shay? But, but what, maybe only one of them's been in. Duo. Oh, I know he's saying, she's saying. There's a duo. There's a duo, but Brooks only one of them has been in. No, they've, they've, they've both, been, both in. been in. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> yeah. Well, the same time, they sat here and I, talked to us on the air. You don't remember reason, hearing Kix's jewelry going back and forth? Oh, I just wrote down Ronnie. <laughs> Wait till we tell Kicks and he didn't leave a lasting impression. No, I love Kicks. All right. Maybe I wasn't here. Uh, Brett Eldridge makes the cut. And then, of course, Jake Owen. Oh, yeah. There you go. Did you leave anyone out, Bones? I mean, I'm sure I did. Tim McGraw to me is awesome every time he comes in. Yeah. George Strait. Well, there's a difference in being extremely professional and being just really nice. Some people come in, they're... They're so professional. You're like, dang, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. But you don't get to spend a lot of time with them outside of just talking with them. Luckily with McGraw, I have been able to hang out a bit and he's awesome. And so that's why I feel comfortable saying that to Tim, that they're great. Faith's great too. Uh, Who else would I put on the list? George Strait. Only met him It was the second. He came in. You just want me to say that (laughs) because he's your favorite. I don't know that I've spent enough time with him to say that. I've met him twice. Yeah. Met him once backstage. He he was super nice, but it was so brief. The interactions have been so brief. I don't know how to think about that. All right, thank you for that list, though. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Is that it? Yeah, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So I know we just wrapped on Valentine's Day, but I got to give a special shout out to a group of volunteers. They call themselves the Cupid Crew, and they make sure that people that live in assisted living homes or maybe elderly people that live alone, they get heartfelt notes around this time of year and maybe even flowers. And here's a little girl, Ellie. She's also a Girl Scout, but a proud member of the Cupid Crew, and she's explaining why she does it. A lot of people have like lost their jobs or just gotten really sick and lonely. And I just think if you can make like someone happy after all that, then it's good. Love it. Come on. There you go. That's what it's all about. <laughs> that was Tell Me Something Good. It is President's Day. Over to Amy with the presidential morning corny. The morning corny. What rock group has four guys who don't sing? What rock group has four guys who don't sing? Mount Rushmore. Uh, Happy President's Day, everybody. (laughs) That was the morning corny. Whenever you call us. 877-77-BOBBY. If it's after the show, you can leave a voicemail, and then we use a lot of them on the air as well because sometimes you listen to the podcast. You don't listen to the live show. Well, Lunchbox was at work late yesterday, so he just decided to answer the phones and mess with the listeners like he was the voicemail. So here you go. Thank you for calling the Bobby Bone Show. You've reached our voicemail. Please leave a message, and we will hopefully return your call soon and maybe play it on the air. Beep! 
Hi guys, this is Toby from Colorado. Um, I just wanted to leave a message, um, mostly give a shout out to my husband. It's his birthday today. I don't think I mean, anybody really cares about your husband. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is this like for real? If you are satisfied with your message, press one. <laughs> if you are done with your message, say two. Okay, two. I'm done. <laughs> Thank you. Your message will destruct in five, four, three, two, one. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. This is hilarious. You're not hilarious. (laughs) Okay. I hope you guys have an awesome day. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Goodbye. Thank you. My favorite part of that, he goes, Da, 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 press one. Da, 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 say two. <laughs> like, why did you switch that out? Like I don't know. As I'm going, I don't remember what I said 10 seconds ago. All right, there he is. Uh, you never know what you're going to get. Call our voicemail, leave us a message, uh, or that happens. 877-77-BOBBY. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Kathleen Quinn is a cross guard at an elementary school in Florida, and she's just working in the morning, get, helping kids cross the street to get to school. And there's a little seven-year-old, in a, and she's walking her bike across the crosswalk, and she notices there's a car coming fast, and it's not slowing down. So she tries to put her hand out and says, slow down, slow down, and the little girl didn't even see the car coming. Then the crossing guard grabs the girl as fast as she could, and she dodged her out of the way. Guys, the car never stopped, almost hit wow. the little girl. And the mom's there on the side watching the whole thing. So she's like, oh, my gosh, she hugs her daughter. Is everything okay? Well, she calls the sheriff's department and says, we need to recognize this crossing guard. She was amazing. She saved my daughter's life. So, yeah, she's a hero. That's cool. Yeah, she is a hero. She jumped out in front of a car, That's too. That's right. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right, so this Journal of Clinical Psychological Science got with a bunch of doctors. And the whole question was, when you drink alcohol, does it change who you are? Or does it amplify who you are? <laughs> you know the people on the show that like to have a drink or two? Yeah. yeah. Eddie, I'll ask you first. If you drink a bunch of beer or wine or whiskey, yeah. does it change you or does it amplify you? Uh, but at the end of this, I'll tell you what they said. Okay. I'm, I'm curious about you. Oh, I know 100%. It doesn't change me. It amplifies who I am. It's not like this new Eddie comes out all of a sudden. It's the Eddie deep inside comes out, and that's what you get. So for you... It kind of opens a door for you to walk through and be a little louder and prouder. Absolutely. Amy, what about you? Amplify. I agree with that. Raymundo? Yeah, for me, right when I first start drinking, I become more quiet and more introspective. And then when I'm blackout, yes, it's an amplified version of myself. <laughs> blackout. Well, it must be right before the blackout. Who even says get blackout? <laughs> Ray, how old are you? Uh, 35. And you still get blackout? Uh, maybe once a month. I did just oh, recently have a hundred. That's a lot. I was in Aruba, but I mean... <laughs> <laughs> You're in Aruba once a month? His first honeymoon. <laughs> Lunchbox, what do you think? Oh, it amplifies. Look, I'm a loud dude, and when I drink, I'm just loud, and I am, everybody look oh, at me, gosh. let's go. Loud and proud. So you think when someone says, uh, listen, I, 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 I was drinking, that's not really who I am. Lies. Lies. You, you guys don't agree with me. Right, Correct. because I think you have those thoughts already, but you just say them when you're drinking. Okay, here you go. These were published in the Journal of Clinical Psychological Science. Alcohol does not have the power to change your personality. Boom. In fact, you're pretty much the same. It does make you more extroverted in your personality. They have this whole University of Missouri social psychologist talking about it. And she's like, you're just basically more honest when you're drunk. Yeah. Have you ever said something while drunk and regretted it? 
Oh, yeah. If I did, I don't remember it. No. Oh, yeah. You have? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I was at a bar one time, and I was I called this girl. Um, <laughs> you don't have to say it. You don't have to even allude to it. <laughs> okay. And uh, I didn't realize it was the bouncer's wife. So what happened? Uh, I was like, I didn't say that. Next day, I realized I did say that. And then one time I was- No, uh, what happened? You're leaving off the end of the story. Did you get kicked out or what? No, no. Me me and him are still cool. Like, we're still cool. And he was like, oh, he's just drunk. Don't worry about it, babe. And then there was one time I'd watched some USC fights, and I was in the bathroom at a bar, and I was, like, showing some moves in the mirror, and I, bam, punched the mirror and shattered it. What? Yeah. Thirsty Nickel 6th Street. Shout out. How old are you? Uh, 27, 28. Still on that edge, though, of being a little too old for uh-huh. punching a mirror, huh? I mean, I didn't mean to punch the mirror. I was going to say 21. No, 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 no. I didn't mean to punch the mirror, yeah, guys. I was just like, like we were talking about the fight, and I was showing what happened, and boom. And then the guy was like, hey, did you punch that mirror? No, it wasn't me. You know, I've been to a lot of bars where I see broken mirrors, or like the, there used to be a mirror there, and I always wondered, how did they break that mirror? Now I know. Now you know. <laughs> Which, by the way, you all agree, and so does science, alcohol brings out your true self more than someone that you aren't at all. Right. What about when you dream and sleep? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to this. I'm just telling you, Kaylin tells me I talk very effeminate when I'm asleep. <laughs> Eddie talks feminine when he drinks. Oh, oh that's remember, true. He remember, does, yeah. Amy, I love your blouse. Did I say that? Yes, Oh, you did. my god. But goodness. I do that when I sleep, apparently. Well, you do that. I told her. I told her, record me. I'd like to hear it for the show. <laughs> I want to bring my friend Jake Beckett on, who played football at the University of Arkansas, then played for the Patriots, has a Super Bowl ring. I did see that you had asked Tom Brady back in the day, Jake, if he was going to keep playing, like back in 2014. Was that a real conversation? Absolutely. I mean, one of my first conversations with him um, at the team facility in 2012, I was I was making fun of him for being such an old man, and that was <laughs> that was nine years ago. And I mean, the guy's still playing, still winning Super Bowls. It's it's incredible. I have Jake on uh, for some COVID relief from for some stuff we're doing together in Arkansas. But he has such a such a compelling story because he plays University of Arkansas, goes third round of the Patriots, finishes playing with the Patriots, and then goes back into the military. So, Jake, you finished playing football. You got the world right in the palm of your hand. You got options, money. You're young. You're strong. And you do what a lot of folks don't do, and that's go back into the military. Why did you do that? Well, it was a, it was a lifelong dream of mine to serve, and I, I felt the call. And it was, as you said, I, I was still relatively young. I, I had some money. I, I really just thought to myself, if, if I'm not going to do this, then, then who will do it? And so it was a real now or never moment for me, and, and I took the opportunity, took the leap of faith, and it was one of the best decisions I ever made. So when you go in, I, I assume you're a little older, and if I'm right, uh, you were an Army Ranger. You go in, you're a little older. What do the other guys say when a guy comes out of the NFL and he's now with them? Well, it was definitely a culture shock going from uh, you know NFL locker room into basic training. But to be honest, uh, a football life really prepared me for the military. I think the the, the lessons learned in uh, on the gridiron and in the military are very similar. Teamwork, um, sacrifice, working together towards a common goal, um, and it was it was just a real honor to be a part of the U.S. Army, be a graduate a graduate of the U.S. Army Ranger School, and, and serve in a prestigious unit like the 101st Airborne. I mean, the guy's playing in the NFL, and he goes into basic training. Hmm. Do you dominate basic training though? <laughs> like, be for real. Do you go and you're just running circles around everybody? <laughs> Well, uh, to be honest, I really had to adjust my fitness regimen. You know, in football, I think the the longest distance I'd ever run in my life was 100 yards. And in the Army, we run for distance. So 
Um, I was a Clydesdale and it has become more like a gazelle. Um, but overall, it was uh, it, it was a, a good experience. Um, the drill sergeants like to give me a hard time for being older and coming from a little bit of a different background. But um, I think everyone respected my decision, and, and they really uh, you know really bonded. And um, you know, some of the I always tell people the the best part of being in the army, or one of the best things, is the the people that you meet. You know, it's an all volunteer force, and everyone wants to be there. Everyone volunteers to serve, and, and so you get people who have a real passion for service and, and real patriotism for this country. What's more intimidating when you go into the locker room the first time with the Patriots or you're, you're going into basic training or even after that, the first time you meet all the guys in, in, as an Army Ranger? Well, luckily playing, playing football at a great program like Arkansas really prepared me for the next level. Um, so I, I'd say the, the thing that was, was most difficult to overcome was uh, just the, the culture shock of the military. Uh, I mean, for instance, going through Ranger School – you know, I like to tell people it's like going through a, a two-month-long training camp, except they don't feed you and you don't get to sleep. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I really had to, to, to buckle down and, um, you know, accept that new lifestyle. But, but like I said, it was a great decision, and I wouldn't change a thing. This guy's a hero. This guy's a patriot. Are you kidding me? He leaves the NFL, <laughs> becomes an Army Ranger. If I left the NFL, I would, I'd become a couch potato. <laughs> That's what I would do. I would just, that would be me. I would just chill. And man, so first of all, let us say we appreciate your service, you know, times a thousand. We're just, we're great, always grateful for our military. We try to do as much as we can to not only promote, but, but help in many ways. And so that being said, the reason Jake and I know each other is in Arkansas, we're working on a COVID relief plan for small businesses. Jake, do you want to kind of tell me what's going on? I I know obviously, but tell me and uh, maybe our listeners would like to help. Essentially, we, the the Arkansas Fund, uh, you can reach us at thearkansasfund.com. Uh, it's a small business relief fund for Arkansas small businesses. Um, you know, obviously you, Bobby, are, are such a proud Arkansan like I am, and we all know there are lots of small businesses around our state that are hurting and, and need support um, as a result of the pandemic and all the restrictions associated with it. So our, our concept has really caught fire. We've had a lot of momentum. We've raised uh, over $100,000 already, and uh, we look forward to making a real impact across the state. ArkansasFund.com. I believe it just went live Thursday or Friday of of last week. And so there he is, Jake Beckett. Hero in many ways. To me as a Razorback player, as a Patriot, <laughs> but mostly as a freaking Army Ranger. That is crazy. And now he's taking his, his, his name and his, his work ethic, and he's helping others who need it. Jake, great to talk to you, my friend. And uh, just we can't thank you enough for what you've done for our country. Well, Bobby, appreciate the support. Go Hogs, and look forward to working with you. All right, there he is, Jake Beckett. All right, Jake, see you soon. All right, see you. So Eddie's got into the habit of paying his kids to do stuff, and now he's paying his oldest son? Yeah, my oldest son, 13. To come up with ideas for the show. So he has hired... Oh. He's yes. hired out yes. his oldest son. Yes. Because, again, this is just these are just motivational tools. He He's just not very motivated to do anything other than watching TV and play video games. He does his homework, but the, after that, he's like, all right, I just want to do nothing and chill. I'm like, man, you've got to learn to like get into things and make some money. I'm giving you a good opportunity. So $1 for every bid idea he comes up with. All right? Idea, period. Does that have to be used? Period. Okay. If it gets used and he hears it on the radio, that's $5. Okay. On how, top how of it. How much if it gets used? $5. Oh. Yes. So, on top of it. 
So six dollars. Six dollars total if wow. he comes up with a bit idea and it gets used. So uh, we have a clip here of him pitching a bit to me. Are you going to use it? I don't know. Let me want to hear the pitch. Well, technically, us hearing it right now. It's being used. Thanks, Bones. That's five dollars. Well, no, no, no. I think <laughs> yes. Every time it gets pitched, it's five dollars. Eddie, you got to pay up. No, 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 no. Pitch is pitch one dollar. If it gets used, he's going to pitch it to me. Correct. And if I decide to do a segment on it, he will then get paid. But is this technically a segment? No, on it? it's okay. not. We're Thank doing a segment you. on your idea. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Here we go. Let's hear it. You have 30 seconds to convince Bobby why he needs to buy this shoe. Go. So I found these shoes called Nike Go Flyies. They come out soon this year. They have a net that goes over them that keeps them tight. So no more Velcroing or tying your shoe. Um, and when you take them off, they fold up. And when you put your foot back in, they they go back to regular, and they have a rubber band sort of thing that you, that goes over them, so it doesn't like flop around all the time, and it just keeps them tight. And so it's like your foot controlling the shoe, and the price time is one hundred twenty dollars. Is up. Whoa. I'm gonna choose not to do this segment. Nice. But I like his initiative. Nice. I, I feel like he brought that up just because he wanted to. Tell me that he wants that shoe. Oh, got it. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, hey, Dad, I got a great bit idea. It's about a shoe that Bobby would love, but deep inside, I think he wants it. I love the pitches. Keep pitching me segments. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I'm not gonna do this one. Thank you. Okay. Yes. And and just keep me in mind when I when I send these in. Mm-hmm. These are just his dumb segments. Like, please don't like. It could be expensive, really. I do love mm-hmm. shoes. I have a lot of shoes, but I tell you, during a pandemic, I haven't bought many shoes. Because mm-hmm. where do you wear them? I got a bunch of shoes ready to be worn. What do you think about these shoes that he's pitching? The good thing about them is, is that you don't tie them anymore. You literally can slip your foot in, just like the Crocs. I love the Luke Combs Crocs because yeah. they also have. But you literally can slip your foot in these tennis shoes, and then they go back down into the full shoe. So there's mm-hmm. no tying it. It's easy to get in and get out. We've now officially used this segment, That's though. That's what I, I oh, so no! now you owe them. So now you owe them $6. Yeah. Ah, son of <laughs> I totally agree. Thank you. <laughs> That's the end of today's show. Tomorrow on the show, Travis Denning comes in with a banjo. Pretty cool, huh? Love it. Cannot wait. Yeah. So we'll see you guys then. Have a good day. Bye, everybody.